Welcome to a Nate Women podcast with your host, Dr. Skylar Kobaki, and me, Dr. Megan Epps. Thank you for joining us as we focus on the six foundations of health, community, hormones, nutrition, movement, recovery, and mindset. This is where we will take a raw and open approach to healing. Let the discussion begin. Welcome to the Innate Women Podcast. Today we are talking about EMFs. So EMFs have been, I feel like recently a buzzword or a hot topic that people have been throwing around. And I feel like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. EMFs, they're bad. I don't really know what they are. It's definitely a buzzword. Yeah, definitely a buzzword. So we're going to talk about today, what exactly are EMFs, where are our exposures coming from and how to, how does it affect our health and how to mitigate that, um, that effect to reduce our EMF exposure and load. So off the bat, EMF stands for electrical magnetic fields. I wanted to make sure I got that right. Yes. Electrical magnetic fields. And they come from essentially they're like microwave radiation and they come from anything electronic in, in the most simple sense. But the biggest exposures that we're getting from EMFs nowadays are things like uh, cell phone towers. So I'm sure everyone's seen in the past two years, the 5G towers go up like Christmas trees everywhere <laughs> in the middle of December. <laughs> uh, so we have our cell phone towers. We have Wi-Fi routers, uh, anything like Bluetooth devices, our cell phones, headphones, speakers, all of that. I mean, those are the, those are definitely the biggest exposures right now, but it's, there, there's more, there's like the, um, now they're doing like wireless, um, electric, what is it called? Meters, wireless electric meters. Those are apparently, uh, very powerful exposures and people are finding that it's difficult to really connect that there's a cause and effect health wise with these, these exposures to EMFs because you can't see them at all, right? You can't see the radiation in the air. You can't hear it. You can't smell it. You can't feel it. Some people can feel it if they're very sensitive. So it's kind of like this invisible boogeyman type of thing that's coming after our health. I think it's hard because you can't see it. So yeah. it's hard it to like be like, oh, this is a thing. This but is, is this bad a, for me. Yeah. Is this the reason we weren't supposed to stand in front of the microwave as a kid? Probably. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but we don't even have microwaves in our house now. Um, I've been using microwave and probably four years, maybe more. Well, I use it at work because it's all we have to heat up. Yeah. You should get a toaster oven. I know. Actually, I have one here and I'm thinking of taking it up Bring there. It in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm worried about the smell. Like, will it burn the place down? Well, no, no. Well, <laughs> will it smell like food in the office? Well, I don't think it would smell more than a microwave. I don't know. Longer time cooking, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Anyway, well, we'll get back. So EMFs are really interesting um, because they're invisible. So I feel like it's that thing where if you can't see it, it's very hard to pretend it's not happening. Or to, to connect that it's actually having an effect on your body. And the way that EMFs do affect our health is it's essentially a form of 
obviously radiation exposure, but it's creating cellular damage in our bodies, making free radicals, and they're actually connecting it to actual DNA damage. So issues with our mitochondria as well. And if you remember back from biology class back in what ninth grade, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of your cell. So it's really like that life force of your most basic units that create, you know, you, which is a huge issue if that's being damaged. So with this damage, they're connecting it to a bunch of different uh, chronic diseases. And there, I mean, there's a huge list that they're saying that can, EMFs can be affecting. All you really need to know is that it's not helping you. And if it is support or um, if it is contributing to, even if it's just exasperating chronic diseases, so many people have chronic diseases nowadays that you really want to do reduce your exposure as much as possible because you don't want to be putting your body in more of a stress state because it's going to put you at risk for more illnesses. Does that make sense? It does. So what are, I mean, I feel like, I feel like what's hard also about EMFs are there's no way to fully escape them unless you're like off the grid and you're like living. Well, maybe if you're in like Montana, Montana in Glacier Mountain National Park, yeah, somewhere out west, you're going to get a nice break from EMFs. <laughs> but as a whole, it's very, our we everyday have to life. Live with them. Yeah. We like, have to how live do we, them. so what are the things we can do? Cause it's like reducing it as much as we can. What can we do to reduce them? So the way to reduce them as much as you can is honestly opting for things that are a little less convenient. So, for example, um, I would say, Almost everyone has Wi-Fi in their house nowadays. Everyone has a router. So if you're not willing to hardwire hardwire all of your electronic devices, so like your computer, have it plugged into the internet through an actual cord like it was when we were growing up, then what you can do, which is really beneficial because it'll give your body a significant break, is put your... Um, router on a timer. So you can get those really cheap timers from any like Target, Walmart, whatever. They're like eight bucks and put it on a timer so that your Wi-Fi turns off at a certain time, like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, whenever you go to bed and it doesn't turn on until the morning. So that'll reduce your radiation ex- or rather EMF exposure significantly and give your body a break. Um, if you don't want to actually hardwire all of your electronic devices, into the internet. Um, you can also get things like if you want to go like a biohacking route, you can get things like grounding beds or grounding sheets or grounding mats that are supposed to help with EMF exposure. They even make these like, like hats and, or like if you're pregnant, they have these like essentially like tubes that go around your belly that are supposed to block the radiation from penetrating your body. So there's biohacking options, but the biggest one is to reduce your exposure in your home because that's what you can control the most. So turning off your, um, router when you're sleeping, putting your phone in airplane mode, when you're asleep, especially like you don't need to be getting your texts in or Instagram notifications while you're sleeping. Honestly, you shouldn't even have your phone in your bedroom. And then other simple things like switching from your AirPods or wireless headphones to wired ones is going to help a lot with your exposure. The headphones one's a big thing and cell phone. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. thought all oh, this was super cool and it is cordless. It's so hard to have a workout 
go for walks and have a cord attached. I know. But then, but that's all we used to do. It is. We it is. And it's, and you know, there's, there's better, like it, there didn't used to be all the, like the bags that we wore where like, I feel like it used to be, I know. Okay. So I, bags. yeah. So like you ever wear the cross bags now? Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to stick your phone in that and then yeah. put your wired headphones on. Yeah. But I feel like for a while they didn't have really good like carriers for working out. Like, the I armband. used to hold my walk or my, um, what were the CD play Walkman? Didn't that skip? No. I don't oh, know how man. it didn't skip. I used to hold my Walkman and wear the headphones and go for runs. Uh, well, that sounds awful. Yeah. Well, I, I know like when I would obviously go for runs, I wouldn't wear headphones. Even when, even when the iPhone and the iPod was out, you'd have like the armbands, but they were always like such a pain oh, yeah. in the ass to they wear. Good, yeah. And then you, you didn't have really too many running belts yet. Like all that stuff really is trendy now, but like 10 years ago, who was wearing running belts as much? You know, it just wasn't, it wasn't readily available at your right. local store. Right. And so I feel like it might actually be a little bit easier to do wired headphones now than it was 10 years ago because of you know, the different ways, different bag options we have, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice when certain things become trendy That's very true. <laughs> and running bells, running vests are big. So All good things. there's, there's ways to do it. It might not be the trendiest thing. Well, you know, you want to stay on trend a little, well, right? you want to stay on trend a little, but there are definitely ways, um, to reduce your exposure. So it's not like everything in your life. It's like, boom, boom, boom. And you know, it can be confusing because, don't want to spat sound a little tinfoil hatty, but the companies that create these things don't want research coming out saying this is actually really bad for your health. So it is muddied water on how much exposure these, like, I know they're talking a lot about iPhone radiation, the radiation coming they from just iPhones started coming out and they're like, brain. it's actually pretty bad, but that has been hush hush for like so long. So it's always like, what is really the significance of this exposure when there's a motive or an incentive to kind of keep it under, under the radar. If you, even if if the research comes out, I'm always curious on how people will stop using their phones because we're so addicted. We're also convenient. It's not, I don't even know if it's convenience, but it's addiction. Like social media, like there's people I'll see walking, you know, they're on a hot girl walk, but they're scrolling. Yeah. And, um, I think that makes it really, it's, it's, if you're at that point where you're like scrolling while walking, I think it does make it really hard to, the break is your brain's in a way addicted to this device. And they do show that it's very hard when you scroll a lot to be like, break that habit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or even the phones will do like, have you heard of the ghosting buzzing? where it forces no. you to, if you don't pick up your phone at a certain time, it'll like sort of give a little bit of a thing. You're like, Oh, did my phone buzz? And you're like, look, so you pick up your phone. Cause they want you. At, oh. So technically they want you to look at your phone regularly. Right. Because right. that's good for all the apps mm-hmm. because they want you to be a user on it. Right. And so this is just, it's not even like a tinfoil hat thing. It's literally just like, that would be that's business. Just what they're doing. Yeah. It's just business. Why would you not want people to use your product? Right. right? And so if you already have the product in someone's pocket, wouldn't you want them to pick it up. And so that's why they, I don't know if you noticed your notifications have changed. My notifications are like really weird. Now they'll be like this person, you know, or like Snapchat, if you're on Snapchat, 
um, cause I just opened to do a video. And so now it sent me like a text message. That's like, so-and-so just posted a video. Do you want to look? Oh, and so yeah. you have to go turn all that off. I had to turn all my Instagram notifications off cause they'll alert you for things like so-and-so posted now. Yeah. When it used to just be only the interaction with it, your post. Mm-hmm. And so like they're giving you all these notifications because they want you, they want you on it to enter. And your brain actually has like a response of like, Oh my God, this is so exciting. I got a notification. It must mean somebody's interacting with me. And so you look and then it's very hard to get off. And so I think turning off all notifications, but that's the hardest part about with the phones is it's, it is, it lights up certain parts of our brain. Yeah. So we understand, you know, it is difficult to make these changes when it's become, these devices have become so integrated in just our daily life, but making those conscious choices really are going to add up to reduce your exposure. And like things like, I mean, just the smart devices in general, like watches, all of that have these EMFs rings. They make it all to track everything. And, um, one thing I forgot were like baby monitors. So those apparently have pretty high, um, radiation outputs because it's like, not just like a walkie talkie, like it used to be. It's the video. It's like the video and you can see like the temperature of your baby and it tracks like it's sleep. And it's wild what they have nowadays. Um, but you could just put your baby in your room and you'd be able to hear them or just use an old school. Yeah. So can't you just use a monitor mm -hmm, where it's just sound. Uh, so there are choices you can make that makes it better, reduces your exposure. And then like we said, there's the biohacking options if you're interested in that. And then there's also, um, one of the biggest supplements that helps with EMF exposure more because it helps repair and support your mitochondria and just your cellular cellular vitality in general is magnesium. And honestly, I feel like I bring magnesium up every other day because one, people are severely deficient in magnesium and two, it just helps with so many pathways in your body that you really can't go wrong with it. Magnesium is our favorite. It's one of my favorites. We go for it like candy around here. Yeah. Yeah, and you're on a good regimen, but that's that's. I think we have a we have some posts and like things to talk about and explain magnesium. So feel free to go to our website and click on that because that is it's not just a one size fits all. You definitely have to There's find a magnesium forms. Mm-hmm. for what we have going on. But what are some of the? Let's get back onto EMFs. Yeah. So obviously they're everywhere. Baby monitors freak me out a little bit. Yeah. And and I we are so like connected in a way we don't always have to be. It's just it really is just the newest stuff. Sometimes it's fun to have, but some of the stuff we don't always have to have all this high technology. Sometimes the old school could definitely help reduce the EMFs, but let's say someone, you know, they do have all this stuff in their house. Their house is the smart house, the smart right? House, yeah. What are the effects of potential effects? Cause they don't really have like, they're just now starting to come out with the studies. Mm-hmm. So what are the speculated or potential effects of the EMFs on our bodies? So, Again, like Megan said, a lot of it is still like correlation or speculation that it does have an effect. There's no like hard proof. Like this is a definite effect from EMF exposure other than we know that it does cause free radicals in our body, damages your DNA. They are thinking that it does have an effect on chronic diseases. Um, Things like depression, anxiety, it makes it worse. There's also a lot of speculation that it's affecting kids significantly, especially with their brain function. So kids that have behavior issues, ADHD, 
all of those kind of, um, you know, mood or brain disorders that we see in a lot of kiddos nowadays, they're thinking, you know, there might be a big correlation between all of this magnetic, electromagnetic, um, and radiation exposure that they're getting constantly. Cause they're not just getting it at home, right? They're going to school and it's just as bad there, maybe even worse. So there's a lot of speculation that that has a huge correlation, especially since, and I don't think this is the only factor, but especially since all of those issues have really skyrocketed over the past two decades. It has been. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of contributing factors to it, but EMF so definitely many. could be one of them. A big one. Yeah. So in your own personal life, what do you do? to reduce EMFs. So what we do in our home, we have a baby. He's going to be 10 months soon. We didn't have a baby monitor at all, but luckily we lived in like a pretty small house that if he cried, we would a hundred percent hear him. hear him. There was no way not to hear him. We did recently buy a baby monitor, um, because we needed it for, we couldn't hear so far. And we just got like the walkie talkie one. It was not even a walkie talkie. We can't talk to him. We can just hear him. So it's essentially like a one way walkie talkie. And it was kind of nice because it was the cheapest one. <laughs> it was $20. Okay. It's definitely much more easy on the <laughs> pocket more, when you avoid all the EMF stuff. More affordable. Um, another thing that we do is one, we don't have a microwave. We heat up all our food. Well, usually I just eat our food cold if we're, I'm eating leftovers, but if we do heat up our food, we just do it on the stovetop or just turn the oven on and stick it in and it'll it's essentially a microwave just takes a little longer. Um, and then we also do have our Wi-Fi on a timer that it turns off every night at 1030 and doesn't turn on again until I think ours turns on at 630 because we get up a little earlier and then, um, we don't keep any electronics in our bedroom, especially when we're sleeping at night. So our cell phones are not in our bedroom. We don't have a TV in our bedroom and, um, like the best thing that you could do is turn off all electricity to your bedroom. So they say, go to your fuse box and turn off the breaker. That's a little cumbersome for us. So we just make sure that we don't have any like electronics, like phones, laptops, anything like that. We don't have, um, we have like an old school alarm clock that we use, which does plug into the wall, but you could get one that's battery powered very easily. And, um, if you really wanted to, you could unplug anything else that's in there too. But that's what we do in our house. We live with bad internet. So yeah, you have <laughs> terrible internet and we have like a tin roof and our tin roof, the, I think it's tin roof. It's the roof. Yeah. It's metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it blocks a lot of stuff. Apparently we've really thick it walls. Yeah. That's good. But because we have really poor internet, it doesn't work. Um, most of the time. So it's just not on, um, our house is actually oddly, I think, Protective. Protective. Yeah. Yeah. We have, Carrick and I have been talking about getting one of the, um, the EMF blocking, um, blankets to like put on our bed. We haven't bought it yet. So when we do, I'll let you guys know what we think, but they also make things. Oh, we also do. They do make EMF blocking like sleeves, cases and stuff like that for phones and laptops. I have one for my phone. Um, and I have one for my iPad and I need to get, they have like, um, it's essentially like a mat that you would put your laptop on if you're using it on your lap so that it's blocking any of that radiation from going into your body. So we do use those devices to help reduce our exposure from touching. And then we just 
make sure that our son isn't, he's not allowed to use our phone or our iPad or anything like that. So he doesn't have any direct interaction with those devices. Let's touch on that for a second. Kids and devices. Kids and devices. Oh, gosh. It's a controversial it's topic. A, a can of worms. It is because everyone does it. So, well, not everyone. I would say I would say a majority of people I um, know. It, it's and the other thing. It's easy. I'm not. We definitely are not judging moms or families out there who use screen time or devices with our kid. Our kid has definitely seen. Um, watch TV at points. You know, it's not like it, he's never. He's like completely oblivious to what screens are. He knows what they are. He sees us on our cell phone occasionally. So we're not judging anyone, but we can't deny that it's not good for them. We all know that it's messing with their brains and the exposure to the EMFs radiation is not going to be beneficial long-term. So it's just a matter of creating that balance of, you know, I need 20 minutes to make dinner. It's going to make it so much easier and faster for me if I just put on bluey for my baby here while I'm doing it. And I'll know they'll be safe in their little playpen watching it, do it. But to have it on 24 hours a day for your kiddo, not the best option. Yeah. I think like, like moderation Absolutely. is the biggest thing. Cause it's definitely, it's definitely a thing where if you go to like restaurants now, I think every kid has an I iPad. I think every kid. Yeah. But that is a lot of, um, that affects the brain, but it, it does, is a lot of like exposure, exposure to EMFs. Ultimately, if that's what you're looking to avoid, like that's if you're always holding that mm-hmm. constantly throughout the day and they go to daycare, they definitely have exposure to it there at most mm-hmm. daycares. So it's not like a judgment on if parenting style by any means, because it definitely is just a thing in our current society. Like it's totally a cultural thing. Yeah, definitely. And so like, there's never a, a judgment on anything like that. Um, and it is easier, like, and not that we always say easier is like, Oh, it's just easy, easy way out. But it's not that it's, I mean, it, parenting's hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, and little ones are our little movers. So having a, a break using it, but if you are going to have your kid use it, um, definitely make sure it's a timed thing mm-hmm. and then have covers on them. Yeah. It, at, at minimum, you can get the EMF um, and radiation blocking covers that would significantly reduce their their exposure with that. But yeah, I mean, there's so much every day, you know, I feel like there's more information coming out with this stuff. We're going to try and keep you abreast to everything that we learn as it comes out. But it's just one of those things living in a modern world. We have different problems with our health and it's, you know, something that if you're not actively trying to keep on top of, you might have no idea. And the effects aren't going to be overnight. And that's what's no. so hard. It's, it's like, cumulative. yeah, because it's the same thing like with food, right? Like if we don't see it immediate effective, because everything's so fast in our Even society. Even that we know are bad, like smoking. If you smoke yeah. one cigarette, you're not like, oh, can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That will, you're more likely to just have like, you know, a heart attack down the road. Mm-hmm. Never see it coming. Number one sign of a heart attack is death. You know, fun things. Unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Um, But most smokers, you know, that's why they don't get lung cancer. It's because they actually die of heart issues first. Um, But anyway, we're digressing on a different topic completely. Uh, But it it is where it's like we do need to be proactive in our health. I think that's the biggest thing is, yeah, we don't know the health effects yet. The full, the full picture there are studies showing up how it affects our brain that like iPhones affect our brain, um, because of that radiation coming from it. So if we're seeing that, we know it's happening. We're still waiting for all the other stuff to come out. I'm sure it will. Oh, I'm sure it, all it will. Comes out eventually. And so why not be proactive in it? Right. Exactly. Like if we know, 
it, down the road, it could affect our brains or kids' brains. I would definitely all the precautions necessary, but because of that, we actually have stuff linked. Our favorite things are always linked on our website. So if you want to go check out, or you don't know where to find them, because honestly, when we search for them, it's one of the hardest things about health products are they're all over the place, right? Like there's not like a one-stop shop for all the benefits. You have to go to all these different places. So we try to put our favorite stuff at least all together, um, and different curated collections. So if you'd like to check that out, feel free to head over to innatewomen.com. Thank you for listening to the Innate Women Podcast. You are invited to join our community at innatewomen.com. We believe that healing is not done in isolation. If you want to start your healing journey or join a group of women who are dedicated to growth and health and mindset, join our social media and our private Facebook group to connect. To find out more, head over to innatewomen.com. We can't wait to meet you.